to the CNJ show. Um, was that Championship Monday or was that Promo Monday? <laughs> yeah, I, I say we um, bust out Raw real quick so we have some a little bit more time for Corny at this point because I just don't really think there's a lot to really um, dis- discuss on Raw unless I don't, I don't no, know your thoughts. I, I mean, like, I, I have a bunch with this show what a difference a week makes and um i'm just gonna come right out and say it how many hours is wrong three hours three hour show right okay and monday night raw is presented by a company called world wrestling federation correct no world wrestling entertainment that's the issue eh, whatever <laughs> You know, you know what I mean. You know what I was trying to say there. See, they got me all fucked up. I'm calling the company the wrong fucking name. Anyway, wrestling. The key word is wrestling, right? A three-hour show. How many matches were on the show tonight? I don't. I don't count the R Truth match. So at five. Well, technically six, but yeah, five. Six matches total on paper. Okay. And a three-hour show. Guess what the total amount of time that these ma- six matches combined to? Probably 45 minutes. Just about. <laughs> we don't get our first match until a half an hour into the show. And it is a less than 15-minute match with one commercial break, mind you. Okay. Then we get our second match at the start of the second hour, 40, you know, 15 minutes later, again, less than 15 minutes with another commercial break in between. Okay. We then get our third match, if you even want to call it a match, which was less than what, two minutes? <laughs> Uh, I have huge problems with that. Uh, th- there's two good things on this show to me, and both of them were promos, but they were promos done by old people. <laughs> That's a problem. Uh, yeah, this, then the fourth match is at 8.45, and that is less than five minutes. No commercial break there. But then the fifth match should have been the actual main event. Why it wasn't, I have no idea. But that was less than 10 minutes with a commercial break again. And then the sixth match, they came back you know, in progress from commercial. And it was, again, less than two minutes. So I, I don't know about you, man. But for a three-hour show, we don't even get a fucking hour's worth of wrestling. That is pretty despicable. If you ask me. Yeah. Um, what do you think? You know, on paper, if you look at it, I, somehow, somehow AEW has the ability to have six matches all at a pretty good amount, a good amount of length. And in two hours. In two hours. In two hours. Still cut promos. Mm-hmm. I, the amount of time that is being wasted on recaps is oh my God. fucking out of control with the WWE. And the thing is, it really is. And I, this show to me was 
let's just become a placeholder for extreme rules right now. That's exactly what the show was. And it, it, it's sad. And they wonder why they don't build feuds. And this is the issue. Why they just, it's very bad decisions. Um, let's just get into it real quick. Um, yeah. Let's start out with the, the Drew. And you know, and I'll thing. say, I, I started off kind of excited with the, the package, you know, they, they had a pretty good yeah. intro, you know, it was different than normal. It kind of had like yeah. a, a, a more of a, you know, exciting feeling to it. And then, you know, McIntyre comes out, you know, just doing his thing. And the next thing you know, Dolph comes out, um, which is odd. You know, Dolph says he's, he was traded over to raw for Bobby Roode, which he was. So was Ali, but they're not saying Ali because I don't know. It was a three. It was a three for one. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know necessarily (laughs) if it was, if Ali was included in that, but he is on raw now. Um, Interesting. So we haven't, we wouldn't know that because we haven't seen him. But yeah, yeah. Uh, well, I have speculation as to w- what's up with him, but I'll say that later. Um, yeah. mm-hmm. You know, Dolph gives this. They're really scratching the bottom of the barrel here to get this this feud going because you know Dolph does this whole, oh, if it wasn't for me, you you wouldn't be here. And I'm like, uh, that's not true. He came back and he was in NXT. And then he came yeah. to Raw, so he really didn't have anything to do with you. And uh, well, when he did debut on Raw, though, he was with Ziggler, so I think that's why they were going back I, to that. I which, guess, but it's like I said, scratching yeah. the bottom of the barrel. Now he goes from, and like I said, this is no disrespect for Ziggler because I think highly of him, mm-hmm. but you go from a powerhouse and Bobby Lashley, which could potentially have a really good match with him at, at Extreme Rules. To a match that you know he's gonna he's gonna lose, and it you know it just I mean I don't to be honest with you I don't even know the direction he's going now in terms of SummerSlam for other reasons because of where Randy Orton's going now so I don't even know where where True's going for for to be honest with you the way this night ended it's starting to look like it's going to be Drew and Brock at SummerSlam. And I'm like, oh, are we going to seriously have this match again? Because I just, the way everything was going, I don't see Lashley and Drew and LeBrock now. And I, I, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's just a weird mm-hmm. line they're going. But, um, yeah, I, it is, well, I wasn't happy, but. Yeah, I, I'll, I'll get to the Brock thing later on. But uh, when, when, uh, when uh, Drew did the line of Big Daddy Claymore, I thought that was kind of funny. Cracked me up. A yeah, little. it's it's. Um, I, I I didn't mind the setup of this. I I mean, it, it, if if you go by if you take NXT out of the equation and just go by the main roster, it makes sense. And all he's you know asking is for what he's owed or whatever. Wants to tell match. I think the match will be fine. Um. You know, I, yeah, it's disappointing. You know, if you go from Lashley to this, but at the same time, I think I, I, in ring wise at least, I like Dolph better than Lashley, so I'm okay with it. The my main problem with it though, is again, like I alluded to, uh, one of the few shows before, they don't have an on-air authority character to make these matches, a la a Jack Tony from the '80s, not a, Vin, uh, a Vince or a Stephanie or Shane, you know that kind of crap but i mean like a william regal in nxt they need somebody like that to make the matches the talent making the matches is dumb and yeah later on in the show they did the graphic oh yeah it's official but and i get it's a tv show but at the same time you want consistency you want things to make sense and 
you know, you don't have baseball players making games, you know, in, in real sports. And I get it's wrestling, but at the same time, it'd be nice to see continuity as far as that goes because they go back and forth with so much stuff and it's such a pain in the ass but other than that i thought the segment was okay it was a good start whatever um you know then the the, the whole our truth uh thing with with naya i think that was it was kind of funny our truth is gold uh on the mic the stuff was hilarious and then the thing with charlotte and, and naya was okay um you know i i just like I said, it was just uh, promo, same as shit Monday or championship Monday. <laughs> but it, it was uh, it was fine, but it led me to believe a different direction as to where it was going later on, which is annoying now. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it, it did, and you know, like I, I didn't really care for. I get why they did the angle with Charlotte and, and Nia, but we'll get into that when we talk about Charlotte and Asuka, because I didn't really care for that either. And then, like I said, 7.31, we finally get our first of the Championship Monday matches. I'm like, okay. Uh, the promo in the back with them was kind of was same stuff they've been doing. Zelina showing up was like, okay, what's going on here? And then I was like, okay, Challenger's out first. I'm happy. Uh, that did not take throughout the rest of the evening, but we'll get there. Um you know, and then I think uh, during that match, Mon- uh, Montez Ford did the dive to the outside, and Eric caught him and did the power bomb into uh, Dawkins, which was pretty cool. And then uh, they did the uh, uh, what do they do? Oh yeah, they did their their finisher, the Viking Experience, for only a two because Ivar broke it up. Um, yeah, and then they got the straight count, and it was like, okay, where do they go from here with the Viking Raiders? And then. We see why Zelina was in the back. We see Andrade and, and Garza show up and beat up on uh, on the Prophets, and the, the Raiders make the save, and I guess they're going for the tag titles now. Okay. Um, didn't really – I mean, from a build, you know, storyline standpoint, okay, cool, somebody else in the thing, but I, I don't know. What did you think of it? I didn't really care for it much. The, the match is fine. Um yeah, I, I kind of figured the profits weren't going to lose. Um, I don't know the direction here that they're going with anything. Um, I don't really like Garza and Andrade being a tag team and being stuck in the tag team division because I think they're too good to not be, you know, to, to be stuck in a tag team. Um, I'm not expecting yeah. them to be in a tag team long. I, I don't anticipate them winning the belts. I do see this leading to a breakup for them, which is which is I think in, is inevitable at some at this point. And um, I, the Raiders have to go heel here at some point. I think that's the only thing that really makes sense is for them to turn on the profits. I, I, that's the only thing I can think of. Um, they do need more tag teams. I'll give them that, but I I just don't think you waste. You know Garza and Andrade, but then again, they're both young. Well, Garza's young. It's it's tough, but um, yeah, I wasn't a fan. Yeah, was not uh, not a good segment. Not a good, not an overall, not horrible, but it wasn't. It didn't make me. It didn't wow me. It didn't make me think anything like I did a week ago. Yeah, uh, nothing on the show really did, except for like I said, those two promos. But we'll get to them in a minute. Um, yeah, and then uh. 
I like that Charlotte was in the back with uh, Charlie and she called her. Oh, no, no, no. I'm sorry. Not sh- yeah, that was then. But then uh, Selena and Andrade did their little promo, but Selena called her two buck Chuck. That was kind of funny. <laughs> but uh, and then we come to the Raw Women's Championship match. And here comes Asuka out first. I really hate that. I'm like, have I said that before? Yes, <laughs> I have. <laughs> um, one fucking match in an hour. And it was less than 15 minutes with a commercial break. Because this was the start of the second hour. And I'm like, like, I know I said that, but Jesus Christ. One match, less than 15 minutes with a commercial break in the first hour of a show. Has that ever happened before? Oh, probably. I'm, I'm, sh- I'm sure it has, but it, it, I guess I, I never really cared or noticed to, to break it down like that because I've never done a podcast like it on, to this extent. So it was just like... Wow, that's really shitty. <laughs> um, yeah, and the you know, flare comes out, and they have their match, and I guess they did the little you know Apollo Cruz in the VIP lounge in the bottom uh, right hand corner of the screen, which they were doing last week again. So I guess that was some con- continuity that I liked, but whatever. The match itself was fine. Um, the angle to start the show made sense. Um, however, all that build for Charlotte for the last month, and it's given away on free TV like that. I mean, I, I get they did the angle to make the excuse and they're building towards, you know, something bigger, but to blow off, to get Asuka her first win over Charlotte in like two years, they're doing it on over two years. They're doing it on free TV. You know, I just, I don't get it. You know, I mean, I guess it's good for Asuka, but at the same time, it makes her look weak because, like Charlotte said later on in the promo, oh, the only reason you did it was because, uh, you know, you went for the arm because you knew you could do it, blah, blah, blah. So it's it's twofold. It, it's, it kills the momentum they had for Charlotte, and it doesn't do Asuka any favors by... Uh, so she takes advantage of a situation. I get it, but she's supposed to be, I guess, a face champion, right? So I don't know. It, it doesn't. I, I did not like this at all. And <laughs> I asked you this, but you didn't answer. So maybe you answer it now. Since when is the Asuka lock a cross-faced chicken wing? Oh yeah, I have no idea. Good question. I, I didn't remember. I did not remember that ever being a cross-faced chicken wing before. Maybe I wasn't paying attention as much, but um, yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't recall. Yeah, I, I just, uh, I just fucking hate this show so far. Complete opposite of, of last week. But go on, get, get, I, I spoke a lot there, so get, give give us your thoughts. See, um, <laughs> you know, I, I don't necessarily hate it as much as other shit in the show because I, I get what they're doing. Um, Charlotte losing to Oscar, Oscar was strictly because of the injury, quote-unquote, and this will mean that she doesn't have a clean win over her technically because she was injured, and it'll just, le- and it'll just lead into SummerSlam, um, I, I, which is more than likely, I'm assuming, going to be their match, unless they end up doing a triple threat at SummerSlam, which I could also see that taking place, depending on you know how things go. But, I mean, this is clearly leading to Charlotte and Nia in the next couple of weeks. I don't anticipate that being on Extreme Rules because I don't see them doing three 
women's matches on um, Extreme Rules, unless the Bailey doesn't defend her title at Extreme Rules, which would mean that she didn't defend her title at what three <laughs> three straight pay per views? I think at that rate, or if, if I'm correct, yeah. Or, yeah. It, it's tough. But um, yeah, it's oh well, no, it'd be it it'd be one. No, it would be two straight because she did it Money in the Bank. Okay, so yeah, oh, yeah, you're, you're right. So it's gonna be two straight, you know. But then Charlotte's not on. It's just it, it, it's it's a clusterfuck this women's division, and it gets worse later on. But it, it's <laughs> it is what it is. Um, yeah. yeah. Well, what's next? <laughs> uh, Nia teased she was gonna beat her up, but then they do the Edge promo. Which okay, so this was, um. Uh, an hour and a half into the show, and we finally get something damn good. Um, I noticed that they didn't show the full arm of Edge. They just showed it was wrapped in like an ace bandage type deal. Yeah. So that makes you question, okay, did he really tore his tricep? You know, um, we still don't know that truth, and we probably never will because, you know, it's WWE and they don't have to tell us. But regardless... I did have a small issue with this promo. It was damn good. I love the um, the comment about Cowboy Bob firing blanks. Um, I, I loved all of it, you know. My one issue is this. The Raider Superstar, the evil place, the angry edge, the evil edge, it comes out when he punts Christian in the head, but not when his wife gets RKO'd. I mean, I think both of them are equally, you know, sh- should have done something like that. But, I mean, you know, when he came back, he did the chair shot, and that's when they turned it into the, you know, 40-minute uh, last man standing deal. But at the same time, you know, we didn't – we, we got a fired-up edge back then, but we didn't get that type of promo that we got tonight. Like, that is the return of the Radar Superstar. And I, I guess – he you can argue one's better, worse than the other as far as what Randy did to Christian and what he did to Beth, but you know what I'm trying to say? It just, it seems kind of weird. I mean, it's a small issue, but it's still something that, that bothered me. What'd you think? Uh, so this was, I think the best part of the night. Um, yeah. You know, I didn't have issues with it too much. I, I liked how he made it personal calling Christian Jay. Um, yeah. Getting into the, you know, 36 years of friendship and, you know, obviously the cowboy Bob Orton thing was kind of funny. Um, <laughs> the only issues I have with this is, is, you know, being very into the WWE when the rated R superstar was pretty prominent. I don't ever really think he was something that vicious other than slimy with, with, with getting away with stuff. He was never like this crazy like he was never Randy Orton. He was just he was he was he was more of like a weasel with trying to get his way, and you know, crybaby in terms of trying to. I mean, that was kind of his mo. Was you know, and I mean, obviously, if you want to talk about like the live sex and shit in his match with Mick Foley, fine. But I mean, he wasn't. I would say you know, like he wasn't I, crazy like that. I would say his match with Foley at WrestleMania, and his entire feud with Undertaker especially at the end when it ended at Hell in the Cell at SummerSlam. I thought that showed that side of him, that he could be like that. 
Um, but yeah, slimy ultimate opportunist, always cashing in the money in the banks. Uh, you know, the, the, the feud uh, that he had with, with Jeff Hardy where, you know, punk in, intertwined at the end and turned heel and all that. There were, there were signs of it, but as far as like, you know, every day all the time, you know, apex predator, Randy Orton type character. No, he wasn't like that, but there were signs though. And so. also, um, I, I, I don't know if this made sense doing a promo today, because where are you going now? You're not going to be on TV now for you know, forever long. I mean, clearly they're going with a different direction, at least for extreme rules from the sounds of it. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's just like, was this too soon? I, you know, like, I, that's just the thing. I, I thought it was a weird... I thought the way they did all this was really... Like, they're doing everything now, and they probably have a good amount of time before he's going to come back. I mean, all the reports seem like he is legitimately injured. So... Yeah. yeah. But that could, also, that could also be them throwing red herrings at people, trying to... I mean, they could just be holding us off, and they could just be trying to do their best to hold us off for SummerSlam. You know, to make it kind of like make it the SummerSlam main event, but I don't see. I could be wrong. That's that's kind of what I got tonight from him doing that promo. Now, um, obviously they had to move Randy onto something else for the time being, and that's what they did later on, which we'll get to. But I think that um. The hope of them doing the Hell in the Cell may not come to fruition unless he really is legit and he can't work SummerSlam and it would have to wait till then. And if that's the case, we still may get Drew and Randy at SummerSlam for that belt. And Randy might be the one to take that belt. And when Edge comes back, that's another thing I kind of got from that promo tonight because he was kind of talking about, you know, seizing opportunities and stuff like that so maybe think okay maybe they're going that direction you think they'd give him another run with the belt though i don't know if they did i think it'd be very short i look like hogan you know the last time that he won it i don't know though but i i don't know if it'll be short because i think i i know there was talks that edge definitely wanted to work with seth at some point so yeah. i can see you know, clearly Seth is going to be a heel for, a, you know, the the future here for now. So I could see yeah. a situation occur where he it's him and Seth, maybe for the title. Um, it's 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 tough to say because, like I said, you know, you still got Brock Lumen. You know, Brock's usually involved in some championship picture at, at Mania. Um, it, it just really depends on when he comes back. You know, if he's not back until October and he wins at Hell in a Cell for the belt, for example, November, December, January, it's it's tough. It's tough, but, you know, we'll see. I We'll see, but, yeah, I could see it yeah. happening. I could see it happening, but. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Randy had his little rebuttal. It was pretty good, too. Yeah, definitely. Uh, his, his visual with his eyes and everything was pretty cool, and then. We get the angle in the back where Nia takes Charlotte's arm and slams it in a 
<laughs> case or whatever. It's like, oh boy, it's here we fine. Go. Just continuing the feud. Yeah, pretty much. Um, then Truth comes out. Tazawa's uh, already out there. Uh, and then we have Lashley and MVP come out and beat up the ninjas. Tazawa hides under the rain. Lashley with the full Nelson to Truth. He's knocked out. Then they leave to Lashley's music. And then Tazawa crawls out and covers him one, two, three, and he's the new 24-7 champion. So again, at 840, your third match, and if you want to call it that, <laughs> lasted less than two minutes. It's like, what the fuck is this shit? So another thing, if you advertise a match for the 24-7 title, like when this title first came out, it was like, okay, they're not going to have matches. It's just going to be like, kind of like the hardcore title deal where everyone's running around for it, blah, blah, blah. Which, for the most part, it has been. But there have been, on occasions, very rare, but on occasions where they've had actual matches involving this title. I think when Elias had it, and maybe some other people, maybe Chirp, even, he's had an actual match, too, before. But they don't do it as an actual match, but they use the fuckery of the 24-7 title in the actual match but instead of MVP or Lashley covering Truth, because they never really said that the, the rules were suspended, because they usually do for the matches, but they didn't for this, they just leave to their music, and Tazawa pins them, and that's it. It's just like, it doesn't make any sense. It's dumb as fuck. What do you think? Yeah, this it's so confusing, this whole agenda right now. Like, the ninjas are apparently, I guess, they're, they're not feuding anymore with... The prophets or the war raiders, I guess now. Um, the the big uh, the big ninja wasn't there at all, which is strange. No. Um, yeah. I guess they just need something to do for Tazawa at this point. I, Lashley, I'll just all of a sudden go taking a nosedive after such a great promo with Lana last week, you know, and all that build up, and he's attacking our our truth for the twenty four seven title, like. I mean, Lashley's got to be at some point deep down in, in his head, like, what the fuck am I doing? You know, like, honestly, like, you know, and even MVP, who's, you know, been one of the best parts of Raw, you know, the last five months. And he's like, now, you know, it's just, it's stupid and it doesn't make any sense. And yeah, it's just another dumbass segment. That's all. The only thing I can think of, and, and I guess we'll get more into it later on when we talk about Apollo, is uh, if they are still going to go in the direction of, of Lashley and Brock and Lana going to do that, then what they're doing now is completely throwing us off from it, which they've been known to do in the past, but I've got a, you know, we'll talk about Brock later, but I've got a, a feeling about him. Um. Yeah, it didn't didn't look good at all. But speaking of Lana, <laughs> uh, we have the fourth match of the evening that starts at eight forty five, and it ends at eight forty nine. <laughs> and it's between Natty and Liv, and I guess Natty's a heel now. Did a little interview in the back. Um, match was fine, but Natty comes out with Lana. I guess they're going to keep Lana a heel. She distracts Liv, and Natty throws on the sharpshooter, and Liv taps. It was pretty pointless. Um, other than showcasing that Lana and 
Natty are together now, and it's just weird. What do you think? Yeah, it's honestly not even worth my. <laughs> it's, I, I, I didn't. She... It's I don't even care about this part. I was I, I literally was like, this is the dumb. This is dumb. This is like a fucking yeah. superstars match. But um, yeah, they they just kind of threw it out there just to show something, and then you know they do something with Liv later, which we'll talk about briefly. But I mean, yeah, there was no point. There really was no point other than to showcase that they're together, which you could have done backstage in a promo. Yeah, you know? it was unnecessary. I, I, Right, add these four minutes to one of the other matches to make it longer. <laughs> anyway, uh, so we got the uh, big show in the back, and I'm like, oh boy, I think I know where this is going because he's talking about Randy. He's talking about Randy and Rick, but without talking about Randy and Rick. Yeah. Uh, then then out comes Rick. That's you know they. The, the, the graphic showing Drew and Dolph uh, is official. Show the re- another recap, which we didn't need. Um, and then here comes Randy. I think the, Randy's promo was really good. Uh, I liked what he said. Oh, I think I said, why do I feel this is going to be really bad? LOL. Thanks, see. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, you know, Randy, his promo is really good. He's, he's talking about good stuff. And then here comes a big show. And you know, the show was fine. You know, I didn't care for the whole, you know, you hurt my friends thing from coming from a big guy like him. But, you know, I thought the back and forth was fine. I was kind of ex- half-ass expecting Rick to give show the low blow there uh, when Randy was on the outside talking to him, but we didn't get that. Um, what would you think of that whole thing? <laughs> you know, this is, I think this was the one of the, Top top issues I have with the show because, you know, Randy is so hot right now and he's so fucking vicious and good right now. And you're just kind of throwing him at Big Show who, you know, no offense to Big Show, but at this point in his career, it's not even really entertaining, you know, because, you know, it's just it's stupid. And it's like this is a perfect opportunity for them to do something with Ciampa. Or do something with someone else, and I I see where they're going with this whole. They're basically re reformatting the the legend killer gimmick that really put Randy on the on the map. Um, yeah, and I go back to my 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 issue here is now. Well, okay, he's gonna beat Big Show, obviously. What are you gonna do at SummerSlam now? Because if, if Edge isn't back, okay, he has to fight a legend now. You're doing this legend killer gimmick, so you know, like, what now? You know. It just the only other scenario is, and I, you might laugh at this too, is like, you know, he's never did get that rematch against Brock, but ah, mm. uh, but then you're putting, are you making Brock a face, and then what are you doing, Lashley? It just, it's just a big clusterfuck, as which is the continuous theme for the fucking night. But yeah, I just had a thought. I mean, I, I think they were going to make Brock a face anyway. I think they kind of have to at this point. Yeah. But, um, what if they do Randy and Brock at SummerSlam? And what if this whole, you know, Extreme Rules break between Lashley and, and Drew, say... I guess maybe Lashley wins the U.S. belt, which 
you know, whatever. And then maybe he goes at next night on Raw and just goes up to Drew and say, hey, look, I have a belt too now, but number one contender, let's get her a match. And maybe go down that route, champion versus champion. I don't know. Maybe. Who knows? Um, but, yeah, no, I, I, I get what you're saying. You know, the legend killer game. The one thing Randy said that I didn't care for, he's like, we came up together 20 years. Yeah, which like, is bullshit. Uh, actually, he didn't. Yeah. Yeah, I'm like, actually, Paul White was there way before you were, buddy. <laughs> yeah, you came in, <laughs> in what, about 2003, 2002, 2003. Yeah. And yeah, 02, I think. Paul and, was in, what, 99? Well, at WWE in 99, but yeah. in, in – uh, in the business, though, he was oh, yeah. in WCW. Well, 96? Oh, yeah. 95, 94, something like that. Yeah. Yeah, whatever. He was with the um, Dungeon, Dungeon of, Doom. of Doom. Yeah, Dungeon of Doom. Yeah. yeah, so. When he got thrown off the top of the building and later on won the belt. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, yeah. Great, great, great stuff, WCW. Great stuff. But uh, anyway, um, so now it's nine thirteen, and I'm thinking, okay, I guess we have the main event now as far as wrestling goes. But I was wrong. <laughs> <laughs> uh, champs come out first again. Why? Um, Jesus Christ. <laughs> um, where did I write here? Oh, dose Bailey dose straps. Yeah, whatever. So nine fifteen, it starts. Let's see how long this goes, shall we? Um, let's see here. Uh, let's see here. Oh yeah. Both there's, there's only two at this point. I'm like, Oh, there's only two promo segments left. Why are they doing those after this match? Makes no sense. And I'm speaking of why at nine 23, not even a 10 minute match, uh, with the commercial break, Sasha Banks puts the bank statement on Peyton Royce and she taps. What the fuck? <laughs> and then everything that happened afterwards, I just said, wait, what? No words. So, see? Take it away. <laughs> well, first, first, I I didn't like Peyton being the one to tap out. I thought it looked, I thought they should have had Billy tap out. I think you're building Peyton over the last couple of weeks, and she's starting to look really strong, and then you have her tap out to Sasha, which I think was weak. Um, I agree. God, you know... For a second there, I'm sitting there and Sasha's saying how she's upset, you know, basically that she doesn't have a, a women's championship. And I'm like, you fucking assholes are going to do this at Extreme Rules. And I'm thinking <laughs> yeah. to myself, you're going to do this. You guys both have the tag team belts. This is just a fucking disaster waiting to happen. Then they throw this one out. Oh, we'll do it for, I'll do it for the Raw championship. <laughs> and I'm thinking to myself, okay, well, first off, you're on SmackDown. But apparently, because you're a women's tag team champion, now you have the ability to challenge for their single titles as well. So I'm like, okay. But then I think to myself, what's up? They do have that brand initiative or whatever the fuck it is now. But then I said to myself, I'm like, okay, you're inserting yourself in Asuka's title picture where she's already having issues with Nia and Charlotte for the last few weeks. So, Mm -hmm. which is... Still continuing, clearly, and uh, so I, I have I, I have two ideas here that they can go with this. Obviously, this is going to be Bailey. Well, either one, 
Bailey's going to cost Sasha the fucking championship by accident or something's going to occur, which will lead to them at SummerSlam for the SmackDown women's title. The other scenario is, and I think this one is something we should definitely think about is undisputed women's championship. Now Mm -hmm. I say this because I'm like, okay, you are going to have a feud between these two, both belts on the line, one belt on the line. The winner is the undisputed women's champion. And I think about this and I'm like, okay, this makes sense because you don't have a strong women's division and it could make it interesting then doing this, considering that fact you already have too many belts for these women as it is because of the lack of depth they have. I don't know which direction they're going to go. I, if I was a WWE, in my opinion, I'm like, okay, more than likely it's going to go the first scenario and it'll be Sasha and Bailey at SummerSlam for the SmackDown women's title. And then it'll be, Charlotte and Asuka and either Nia Jax or one-on-one at SummerSlam. Um, that's more than likely. I just was like, that's so unnecessary doing this. And meanwhile, you got the women's tag team belts for whatever fucking reason you have them for. And it's just, it's just, yeah. <laughs> you just made me think of something, though. Yeah. Uh, remember I talked about a while ago, if they do Night of Champions in September, if they want to end the brand split, be a perfect show to do it at. With your scenario, Undisputed Women's Champion, what about this? What if Bailey and Sasha keep those tag titles all the way to SummerSlam? They're also both the Raw and SmackDown Women's Champions. They both successfully defend their singles titles against whoever at SummerSlam. But then they lose the tag belts at SummerSlam. And they tease a little break up there. And then next month they have, well, well, guess what? We have to face each other anyway. And then whoever wins, let's say, will be the face of the feud. Let's say it's Sasha. Post-match, Bailey teases like she's going to give her a hug. And then she beats the ever-living fuck out of here. And there's your turn, finally. I could see them doing that. Yeah. The issue is, I don't know. They haven't had a, a Night of Champions pay per view from the South. They haven't had one in a couple of years, it looks like. Yeah, since 2016. Yeah. So I don't. Yeah. That was just me kind of guessing what some, some September was. It actually might yeah. end up being Battleground, now that I think about it, because of where um, uh, Extreme Rules is now. It, it's tough to say. I, I don't see it. I, I think that. They're going to, I don't know what, I don't just don't know what direction to go. And I think the one women's belt makes sense because of how there's, and, and like I said t- to you, like they're only using like six of the women really in, in the division, yeah. you know? And it's like, it just sucks. Cause if they did that, you know, I think it sucks for, you know, it sucks for Peyton Royce. It sucks for Sony Deville. You know, it sucks for maybe Alexa, but I, I don't necessarily think I can see Alexa still getting the belt at some point. It sucks for the women that might be kind of coming up here now and getting a chance at one of the belts if there's one belt. Because if there's one belt, it's not leaving the big, you know, it's not leaving the big four. It's not leaving Asuka. Asuka. And then after that, it's like, okay, you girls are just, you know, fiending for yourselves at that point. But yeah, we'll see what good happens. Point. We'll see what happens. Good point. Good, good point. Uh, so 
Yeah, then we were in the back, and then uh, we see Lashley MVP talking, and then that's when they, they bring up uh, Apollo and Shelton, and I'm like, wait, one more match? <laughs> what the fuck? So, I guess, yeah, then the, the Raw talk, I guess, had MVP, Lashley, and Natty on, which I didn't watch yet. Full disclosure, we'll talk about it in the next show, if it was anything at all to bring up. Uh, then they do the little thing in the back with Liv and Ruby. Um, okay, interesting, I guess. <laughs> Teasing the Riot Squad reunion. If they bring Sarah back, who knows? But uh, yeah, what do you think of all that? It's whatever. <laughs> what the 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 whole MVP thing or just uh? Yeah, both of them. Um. This, the Riot Squad thing doesn't make any sense because it doesn't sound like Sarah Logan has any intentions of coming back to wrestling anytime soon. And uh, this yeah. is just for me following her on, on social media. I just it doesn't seem like it. She's pretty content for the most part of being home. Um, and she doesn't need to. You know, Eric Rowe makes pretty damn good money. So it's not like she and she, she made money. So it's not like she really needs to. Um, True. Plus her, light, the, her, her way of life, the way she lives her life, you know, with her farm and growing the animals and all that. She doesn't, you know, it's not someone, she's not someone that it needs that. Um, so that's just weird. I just, it's the same shit with, with Natty earlier. You just have these women that you're yeah. just trying to do something with. And, you know, no offense to Natty. She doesn't catch any steam in the ring with, with fans. Lana doesn't no. live really never got the opportunity, but I, she, she, she lacks, she's lacking something. Um, as much as I think Ruby's good, she really has been lacking a lot. She's lacking something. All those girls that were on SmackDown last, you know, they're lacking something minus Alexa. You know, it's there's and even Alexa at this point has been kind of buried. You know, they're they're yeah. they're really not building anybody other than other than the main ones and you know Sonia and Mandy to 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 an extent. Other than that, it's like I, it's just it's just a shit show. But um, yeah. The MVP thing, real quick, yeah. you know, it, the whole fucking thing with Apollo and Shelton and all that stuff is just—I feel like they're doing. Oh yeah, they—I they, forgot to mention that they, they did do the a very short VIP lounge. Yeah, and then that's what led to the Shelton and uh, Apollo match. But yeah, go ahead. It's just another. You know, I don't get the angle here. Like I said, you had Lashley, you know, in a championship picture. Now he's, you know, in a United States picture or doing something. If I was, um, you know, deep down, I want them to do, and it's nothing racial, but I want them to do a new form of the Nation of Domination. I think that's what they're teasing. But with everything going on in the world these days, I, they might not. Yeah, they might not. Um, and this could just lead to Lashley and, and Apollo Crews for the U.S. title, which I'm like, okay, is that necessary to really, really do that? Like, I kind of like the idea of MVP getting like, you know, getting a like client group together. But yeah. it's what it is. The match is fine. Apollo is fine. You know, he's he's boring. Shelton at this point in his career is boring, and it just it is what it is. Well, it was at 9:44, the sixth match in the show. And I'm like, let's see how long this was. And the answer is two minutes. <laughs> Apollo wins. Lashley puts on the 
what is he called? The full Nelson on Cruz after the match. Yeah. And I'm just like, uh, stupid stuff. Well, okay. On to the main event, shall we? <laughs> <laughs> Ray and Dominic come out, cutting a little promo back and forth. It was actually kind of boring. And then Ray, uh, or Seth, Seth comes out alone, does his thing, comes down to his knees, out come Murphy in theory. And then, lo and behold, Aleister Black and Humberto Calillo make their return and make the save. And they try to do the th- thing with Dominic uh, eye into the stairs like he did with Ray. And then Humberto makes the save with a chair. And that was pretty much the end of the show. And I, I didn't really make Ray and Seth official for Extreme Rules, but I'm sure we'll probably get a graphic sometime on WWE.com this week that'll show that. So. What'd you think of the closing main event angled for this shit show of Raw? I hated it. And, uh, and, yep. and, you know, it sucks because I this has been the best thing about Raw for, you know, the yep. longest time. Uh, so the, there's a couple of things you can take out of this. Um, I think the way D- Ray talked to Dominic in the ring kind of showed hints at to where this is going to lead to at some point. Is, is is Dominic turn on Ray? I think it's just a matter of time. Um, I fucking hate seeing Alistair Black in, in a situation like this because I think he's just being wasted. Um, Carrillo, I, whatever. I, I don't even know why he's on the main roster. Uh, he, he's just—I mean, no offense to the guy; he's a jobber. He just doesn't make any sense. Um, this is going to lead to. Uh, a six-man tag, I think, at Extreme Rules. I don't think they're going to do Drew or Seth and Ray yet. I think Seth... Save it for SummerSlam. Yeah, I think Seth and Ray SummerSlam, and that's when Dom will turn. Um, The other possible scenario was, and this is why I wanted to bring up Mustafa Ali earlier, was if they do do some form of eight-man tag match at Extreme Rules, and I could see Ali being someone to join... Seth's group based off of Buddy in their theory, who's apparently going by theory now. Um, yeah, I could see that happening as a possibility, and I could also see uh Razor from AOP possibly as being one of the, the fourth guy. Um, mm. I don't know if that's what's going to happen, but I would say that my first initial, but see, the thing is. Uh, next week at Raw will probably end up being a six man between the. I, I could see that because that, that's what they do. They, yeah. you know, is that a pay per view match? Probably not. You know, it, Seth, Seth and Ray is, but is it six man? No. Um. Yeah, I, I was just unhappy. You know, like yeah. I, I know where they're going with this. It's it, it's going to SummerSlam in some form of either it's Seth and Ray or it's Ray and Dominic or some tag. It's just something in. That's the wrestle. That's the SummerSlam match for for Seth and Ray. It's just a matter of how is it going to come out. Yeah. What if they turn Dominic, and he doesn't necessarily join Seth, but they use. I, I think I'm giving him too much credit here. I mean, it's something I would do, but they use since it's going to be at SummerSlam. The fact that, oh, you wrestled Eddie. And you put my 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 life on the line in in, in a ladder match. Nah, they're How not gonna do that. They're not gonna bring that up. 
no, they won't. But I'd do it because <laughs> I think that'd be actually quite entertaining. As but... soon as Ray said in that promo with Dominic, as, as soon as he said, "You might be bigger than me," I'm like, "Yep, you just fucking su- you just su- you just sealed this deal for eventual." Yeah, and I, I'm starting yeah. I'm starting to think that it's a possibility that Ray wants Dominic's first match to be against him. And I, yeah, and I think that's, sure. I think that's where this is going. We'll see. Like I said, this is either going to be Seth and um, Ray at, at extreme rules. And then maybe Seth and Dom or Ray and Dom at, at SummerSlam. I just don't know if this is no offense to Dominic. Cause I think they, I think WWE does have a lot of hope in him down the line. I just don't know if they're going to put his first match on SummerSlam. I got an idea. Yeah. I think this would make perfect sense. What if his first match isn't one-on-one with Ray, but it's a tag match with Ray against Seth and one of the guys from AOP, the one who's not hurt. And the reason I would put him in there versus... Murphy or theory is because he's bigger and Dom's a bigger guy. So psychologically it makes sense. I got my big guy, you got Dominic, whatever. And in that match is when Dominic turns. See, this is where I see Mustafa Ali coming in in this picture. Somehow I, I I do see him getting involved in this, in this somehow, because if you look at the landscape of WWE right now or of raw, there's nothing really to put him in. And I think this is the one that makes the most sense. And I do anticipate like it's crazy. Like I know you're not a big fan of Mustafa Ali necessarily, but I do think uh, I, huge. I do think he's bigger than others on the on the show to where he's going to be involved in this shit. Like I think he's a bigger star in their in their eyes as the Murphy than Theory than Apollo Cruz. I think he's just needs a, a, an opportunity for a storyline. I think we'll see. This thing's so fucking jumbled right now. Everything on the everything in on Raw right now is jumbled. The whole fucking show, yeah. Like literally, I was not happy with the whole it. show's jumble. This is lit- this was a SmackDown episode on Monday night, is what this was. Pretty much, pretty much. This is this um, this was showing Pritchard's ugly colors, but yeah, for sure, for sure. Well, to put a bow on it, uh, I know I said I'd talk about Brock later. So this is my theory on Brock. I think whether he comes back at SummerSlam or not is a thousand percent involving if there's a crowd or not because yeah he did the couple raw i know i said this on the show before but he did a couple raws going up to to mania and he did mania but i know he was not happy about it and you know with his health being the way it is too he probably doesn't want to come back and i don't blame him you know even if it's a big if, if, if this shit wasn't going on right now I think we probably would be getting Lashley in uh, Lesnar at SummerSlam. But I think maybe the reason they went in the different direction is because possibly Brock already told Vince, I'm not doing it. Because Vince might already know that there's not going to be crowds or limited crowds or whatever. It's still going to be at the PC, blah, blah, blah. But they're not going to announce it to us yet. But, you know, they probably already know. So that's what I feel about Brock. But if for some reason... You know, they end up moving it and going somewhere. There will be fans. Then I could see maybe, probably not him and Lashley as much, but maybe him and Randy or 
him and Drew, but I don't want to see him and Drew again, to be honest with you. <laughs> I, don't, I don't need to. <laughs> um, I, I see what you're saying. I think WWE has to have a little concern that if Brock isn't, be- is not going to be at SummerSlam, Roman for some reason, isn't at SummerSlam and even edge might not be able to have that match with Orton at SummerSlam. They're looking at a pretty rough fucking card. And yeah. it, just in terms of they're going to have to come up, they're going to have to pull shit out of their ass. And I, I think, I, I think that's, I think that's a major concern for them. Um, I will say this, if Brock and Lashley don't, does not happen at SummerSlam, I would bank on it happening at Mania. I hope so. I think it's, it's, it's not a match that's going to be on one of the smaller pay-per-views. It's going to be on one of the big four. It just imagine oh, yeah. which one is rumble more likely not. So it's going to be a one of the three, but it's, We'll be on one of the. I should say the big two because Mania and SummerSlam are kind of one of the same. So, um, yeah, I agree. I, I, but yeah, I, I can see. You know, they're they're in a bind, man. Like, like watching watching this show tonight. I in my head, I'm like, okay, you know, you got Braun and you got Fiend, obviously at, at, at SummerSlam. You got Bailey and Sasha in some way at SummerSlam. And then after that, it, it's a crapshoot. Now, I know we're two months away, but this is the issue with the WWE is they don't build feuds. You know, like you have your best feud is, um, I mean, I guess technically Braun and Fiend, but that, that's been off now for two fucking months. And now you're doing it again. Like, I mean, um, I guess Ray and, and Seth, but what are you doing with that now? You know, like it's it's just bad fucking bad decisions by the WWE as usual, but yeah, we'll see yeah, we'll yeah. see where it goes. Yeah, well, that's our our take on Raw this week, folks. But we do have other stuff to talk about, don't we? See, <laughs> oh god, yeah. Now I know that we did a special episode where it wasn't a typical episode. It was just a statement from us considering uh, or concerning rather, I should say all the accusations that were happening um, last week and have continued to go into this week. And uh, one of the persons that was accused um, that we mentioned was good old Jimmy Cornette and his Wonderful wife, Stacy. And uh, over the weekend, um, Corny had released a statement on Twitter, I believe, stating that he would be addressing these accusations on his next podcast show, which happened to be today. And I found it, and I sent see the link, and I listened to it, and I sent it to see, like I said, and he listened to it. And we've got to talk about it, don't we? <laughs> oh God! <laughs> I did. Jim Cornette. Yeah, it's, you, you you could start if you wanted. Just... J- J- you know, we we've we've talked about him before on this show. He he gets a really bad rep. He does. He does. And you know, granted. He... <laughs> If, I, if he ever heard me say this, I'd probably blackballed forever. But in a way, he's kind of like pro wrestling's Donald Trump, in a sense where he means he, he means well, but it doesn't. Actually, yeah, actually, he, I wouldn't even say he means well. 
to be honest with you. <laughs> well, no, yeah, he does. It's not that he means well as much. He'll he, he tells it like it is, which is what I absolutely love about him. But it, it, how he's like Donald Trump in a sense where he he kind of puts his own foot in his mouth by things he says sometimes, and you know, <laughs> and, and don't get me wrong, I like Jimmy Cornette thousand times more than I like Donald Trump. We're not even going to get into politics on this show. But uh, just just from a you know standpoint of trying to make an, a, a, a similarity between the two. What he said to, uh, about these accusations on this show, I got to say, see, I agree with almost a thousand percent of everything he said. I really do. And it goes back to not just just these accusations and not just pro wrestling, but across the board, all these people that are trying to they're, they're, they're trying to get the bad out, right? Which is good. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying no, you shouldn't do that. You should. But to use bad to do it, I mean, the word that comes to mind is hypocrite. You know, it's it's a word that's been around for, you know, centuries, but it's never been so prominent in today's society across the fucking board than it has been in the last six or seven years. And especially now. And, you know, for, for, for these people to say these things about him, about his wife, about Robert Fuller, Bobby Fuller, a cancer patient, right? A cancer survivor. They're hammering his tweets because he shared a pic with Cornette. He's like, did you know what he did or he said? Okay. Everything that Cornette basically debunked from this accuser, you know, you can, you can't really argue it. I mean, you, you can argue what, you know, his decision making maybe on certain things, but I mean, if you go by timelines of what this accuser is saying about him versus real life, I mean, it's legit. <laughs> I mean, legit as far as what Cornette's saying. Like, this guy, you know, and he's in, going back to what I said, using bad to do it, they're making the people that are actually, you know, the accusations are true, the actual victims of this sort of thing, they're, they're making them look bad. They're not helping them at all. And, and that is the biggest crime of this entire thing, in my opinion. What are your thoughts, C? <laughs> so first and foremost, I don't know what the hell's going on in the wrestling world in the last, like, fucking week here. But it's just <laughs> pure, like, just dismantling of so much talent. Like, um, I, I don't know if I – I think I told you this earlier, but uh, Impact did release Joey Ryan. They released Dave Christ, yep. and, and they also s- suspended uh, Michael Elgin for without pay until, you know, and basically said his future with the company is, you know, up in the air, um, which is crazy because, you know, Michael Elgin's, you know, a, a big star. So it's like, holy shit, like, you know, that's one of the big ones that are uh, took, a, took a hit. Um, but away from aside from that um, – the thing I like about Jim Cornette is is he's an asshole, but mm-hmm. in the sense of he doesn't give a fuck what you think in that sense. He's an open his mouth. He's going to say what he wants to fucking say. 
And he said it best on there. He's like, if if it's you know, a woman, um, a mentally uh, disabled kid or something like that, and um, something and like a dog or animals, or animals yeah. then he gives a fuck about you. Anybody else can go fuck off. And and, and that's basically the truth. Like he. <laughs> I think the best quote about this is, is that he's guilty for having a, a weird sex sex life, basically. Yeah, yeah he's guilty for having a good time. <laughs> yeah, he basically said straight up, he's like, yeah, we like to have fun, me and my wife, whether it's together or separately or she's okay with it, we're okay with it, you know, he, he's open about it, you know, and uh, hey, to each their own. You want to be swingers, that's perfectly fine, man, that's your way of life but you know all the dates and everything that he's put it in place you know like he even said he's like did you know who 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 was over at his house john cena randy orton you know what i'm saying like you know people from o- o- ovw like um it's just it's asinine that this is continuing he made a point too he's like these fucking people on twitter and texting and all this shit you know it's just destroying people's lives nobody gives a fuck and it's it, it's horrible you know it's horrible and um like i said he's he's one of a kind in the wrestling business he catches such a bad rap for a lot of shit in wrestling and you know not even wrestling but i think if more people had his way of thinking it'd be a much better place I agree. Because there's just the world. Yeah, the world. There's way too much sensitivity going on. And I and I and I and mind you, I stress this. I'm not saying that you know the shit that Sammy Guevara said or the shit that uh Jack Gallagher said did or even the accusations against Jim Cornette are are, are right. But they're the issue is is they're going through the Twitter machine before there's actual evidence of anything going on. A perfect example, and I said this to you earlier today, and I still have to get the exact legitimacy behind it, but Will Ospreay was accused, or Will Ospreay and Bia Priestley was confused or um, accused yes. of uh, getting or, um, like grooming and getting rid of someone that at an independent co- you know, wrestling company or whatnot, and there's been proof that came out or apparently from Will Ospreay saying that uh, no, she was harassing Bia, Bia, and I told her told him to get rid of her. Which you know what? Hey, Will has the clout to do that. And if you're going to disrespect his girlfriend, who he loves and lives with, you know what? I don't hate Will for doing that. But that's a perfect example of a scenario that it comes out and it makes it look like Will and Bia are like sexual predators and grooming women and doing this. You know, like. It's shit like that. Like, if you're guilty, you're guilty. But even a perfect example was with Sammy today. Sammy contacted Mercedes, Sasha, contacted her, had a conversation with her. Sasha told Sammy, I understand it was a mistake, but we need to be better as people. Sammy apologized. It's all pushed aside, but now Sammy is suspended. Sammy's future with the AEW is, is in jeopardy. And here's a 22, 23-year-old kid who, yeah, might have fucked up four years ago joking around on a podcast, but now his future's in jeopardy. Mm-hmm. 
and it was it necessary? Sammy's got a has has a girlfriend for a long time. It's not like Sammy is you know uh, a fucking pedophile. Yeah, he fucked up with his way of speaking. Fine, but these people are being punished, and that's Jim Cornette's point of this: is mm-hmm. you're doing shit that are destroying, as he said, a housewife who's sitting there painting. And she's finding out that she's getting fucking blasted all over Facebook or the internet or whatever, you know, and, you know, a cancer patient, like it's getting, you know, fucking blasted. Like it's ridiculous. Like even Jim Cornette says, like he, he's like, he doesn't give a fuck. You can say anything you want to say about Jim Cornette, but now you're talking about his wife and a cancer patient friend and all this other shit. Like it's out of control, man. The whole thing's out of control. Yeah. I've got some, some things to say about, uh, things that happened with Sammy Guevara and, and others that have been accused of things that have been from from years ago. And I get it. It doesn't matter if they, if they did it, they did it when they did it, blah, blah, blah. Here's this, here's my problem, though. And this, this isn't just in wrestling. This is across the board. If somebody did something when they were younger. And here's the thing. We're all human beings. We've all made mistakes. You know, the older we get, hopefully, the wiser we become and the less we make them. But like you said, you're talking about like a 20. And he wasn't even, he was what? This was four years ago? He was, He's what, 23? Yeah, he, he was 19. He was 19, a 19 year old kid. Okay. And to be honest with you, four years ago, who the fuck knew who Sammy Guevara was? I mean, a, a very small handful of people. And I know you're probably saying, Jay, what does that have to do with it? Blah, blah, blah. I'm getting there. When he made these comments, and, and, and you know, again, there is, I read somebody say something earlier. There's a difference between saying it and doing it. Very true. However, it was a stupid thing to say. I guess that's the lingo of kids. However, he learned it from somewhere. Oh, that's a cool thing to say, whatever. I would never say that when I was a kid. There's other things I did that was stupid, but regardless, um, you know, the older I am now, we have this podcast. There's certain things, you know, we talk about that we're not going to talk about on here for several reasons, but, um, the fact that he said this when he did the age that he was, wherever this was, before, you know, nobody knew he was going to be as big as he was, you know, four years later, especially him, maybe, you know, cockiness. He thought, oh, yeah, I will be WWE, blah, 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 whatever. Regardless, um, he said it in a forum, not with the current company he is in, right? Now, I get it, brand new company, you know, if this was WWE, maybe it'd be different, because I I know for a fact JR said when he was uh, Executive Vice President of Talent Relations, they always used to ask the talent, is there anything I need to know about? I'm not judging, blah, 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 whatever. And this kind of stuff, granted, back then it wasn't, you know, an issue like it is today, you know, a year ago 
as much. I mean, yeah, there was the Me Too still shit that was going on, whatever, but not in the wrestling business. But at the same time, you would think somebody in AEW would have gone through everybody. And this goes for Jimmy Havoc, too. Justin Roberts, anybody in that company that's been accused of, of anything. And, you know, I guess it's on the person to remember. It's on the person to admit it. But was it even asked? And if it was asked and they lied about it, okay, I can see punishment being justified. But, I mean, granted, don't get me wrong. It's a stupid thing he should have said. He didn't, you know, he shouldn't have said it. Whoever he said it about, like he did with Sasha, needed to apologize, which he did privately. That's fine. In my opinion, it should have ended there. If he didn't, you know, but if AEW didn't ask him beforehand, you know, how the hell are they able to punish him now for this? I mean, I don't know if you read his apology because he actually made a statement about it saying it was a stupid thing. He should have never said it, blah, blah, blah. He will always, he will forever, he will never, his exact words were, I will never forgive myself. Sammy Guevara, if you're listening to this right now, don't ever say that. Because if you can't forgive yourself for what you do, nobody else is going to forgive you. It was a stupid thing to say. You were a kid. It's fine. It absolutely sucks, in my opinion, that he is being punished the way he is right now. Should he be punished in some way, shape, or form? Yes. But by the company that he's working for now, he didn't say it with them. He didn't say it while he was with them. You know what I'm saying? It's like... And I'm not trying to justify what he said because I've said it a thousand times. It is inexcusable what he said. It's a stupid thing to say. You don't say that. You just don't, regardless if you mean it or not or however the way you mean it. It's just, it's not a cool thing. And you're 19, you think whatever. But still, you know, I got issues with Jimmy Havoc too. Should happen in 2014. Same thing. Anything, you know. Havocs is Havocs is worse because of the actual well, right. sexual nature being involved in it, but right. But if that's what I mean, though, if AEW didn't do their due diligence and ask him, or if they did and he lied, okay, you know. But if he lied and you're you're just suspending him and he's going into rehab or whatever, um. No, if you lied, you fire him. I'm sorry. Well, it's That's the same just... thing with like Lars Sullivan when they found the porn. Like, I mean, what exactly. are you digging this up for? Exactly, exactly. That's my point. And impact. Oh boy, <laughs> we haven't even gone there yet. Okay. Uh, I don't know the details on David Chris. It sucks that he's gone because uh, well, then again, I haven't seen OV uh, uh, TNA in a while or Impact in a while, so I don't know. OVE, what's going on there, but whatever. Um, I'll get to Joey Ryan at last, but Michael Elgin, I don't know if you knew this or not, but a few, I don't even remember when it was now, uh, probably around 2014, 2015, 2016, 17, something like that. There were some accusations that came out about him. Um, I guess uh, some girl that he was talking to, having an affair with, whatever. Um, because I guess he was talking shit to her about Jeff Cobb when Jeff Cobb did his uh, tour in New Japan because they were supposed to be a team. And he was like, I guess Cobb was trying to say a bunch of stuff and 
he wasn't listening to Elgin according to Elgin and I don't know he, he talked a bunch of shit and, and he was this girl like I don't even remember her name now I think she was somebody that was kind of sort of well known but she was accusing him of stuff and being a predator and this thing and the other and it caused him to actually uh, lose some bookings and it may I don't know if he had a wrestling school or not but I think it may have caused him to lose that too uh, he went through some some shit with that back then. So if whatever is being accused of him now is the same thing or something revolving around that, you know, and, and Impact didn't, again, didn't do their due diligence before they brought him in. If they didn't know about what happened in the previous, you know, it's like, okay, I, I just, I don't understand. Punishments don't seem to fit crimes sometimes. And it's just, it boggles my mind. Um, but then the Joey Ryan thing, okay. It looks bad for Joey Ryan. Um, Candy released a statement saying she's appalled, she trusted him, blah, 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 all this stuff. Okay. Here's my thing about Joey Ryan. The story I read about his accuser, it's, and again, I'm not trying to poke holes in theories because I'm a mark for Joey Ryan. If this really legit happened, he's a pig and he needs to fucking, you know, whatever. But I also believe in innocent to proven guilty. It just seems that there's holes in her story that just doesn't add up to me based on what she said. And I mean, it. it and the first thing I heard about it is like, okay, he's been accused of, you know, getting people to touch his dick because of the gimmick, blah, 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 whatever. Well, that was his gimmick. I mean, guys touched his dick. Is he hitting on guys? No. And girls did it too, but it was part of the show. If that's not what's being accused, though, if it's this other thing, and I don't know if there's another accuser besides her, I mean... I... I don't know, man. I, I He shuts down his Twitter. He sh- I guess the, the venue where he's running bar wrestling, they, they uh, terminated their, their contract with him. He's, he's been terminated from Reign of Honor, or not Reign of Honor, uh, Impact. Um, I feel for the guy. You know, he's, he's just I, – I feel for him if it's not true. Let me, let me rephrase that. If it is true, like I said, he's a pig and he deserves everything he's got coming to him. But – and that goes across the board for every single one of these people. And I know we said that in our statement initially. We and we stack by it, but there's just some things that I just innocent till proven guilty. And, and when I say proven guilty, I mean in a court of law. I mean if, if actual laws were broken by these people, they need to be punished. You know, they need to get the police involved. And, and all these accusers wait so long. And I get it. Sometimes they're ashamed. They have, you know, feelings of, of guilt, this, that, and the other. I understand. Believe me, I understand. I, I, I personally have not been in that situation, but I have plenty of people that have in my life that have been. So I understand it. I, I wish they didn't have that fear, though, that it waits so long for them to come through, come forward with this, because it also doesn't help. It, it doesn't help the people that do these things that still are on the streets, they get away with it for this time amount of time. And it doesn't help. You know, if it happens to you, you're living with this guilt, with this pain, with the suffering, come forward, just come forward. There, there's, 
there's enough good people in the world. Even if you don't think so or feel it, there are. You just got to find them. You got to find the right situation. And if it's true, people will listen to you and you will get their help that you need. But it just, it makes it worse, I think, the longer you wait. And I don't, I, th- I know that they don't mean for that to happen, but it, it gives people opinions and makes people think, you know, like, like we're having this conversation right now about it. It's just, I don't know. It's just a really fucked up shitty situation, you know? Yeah. This, you know, the Sammy thing real quick. If they, if they judge things based on what people at 18, 19 years old did, you know, like, come on. Like, the shit I did when I was 18, 19 years old, like, I mean, come on. You know, like, here's the thing, too. that, Like, Sammy needs to get help or whatever, go to rehab or whatever for, for like, sensitive... Like, for what? Like, you know, like, I mean, I get it. Like, what rehab... What is sensitivity rehab or whatever rehab he's going to go to going to really solve? Here's the moral of everything going on in the world today. and And this is the truth. It's... Don't get caught with your pants down. It's essentially yeah. is what that is. And it, not in, in a sexual way, in terms of what you put on social media, text messages, Snapchat, Instagram, podcasts, anything. Anything that can be traced back to you and you said it, you're fucked. That's essentially what this is. Because it's not about whether you say it or not, I guarantee you this, and, I'll, and I'll, I'll be bold at saying this, there ain't one motherfucker on this earth that hasn't said something derogatory, mean, bad, anything just towards somebody. Okay, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe there's a few because of you know, Mormons or whatever, but whatever the case may be. <laughs> but there's, there's definitely the percentage of people has everybody has said something bad. And yep. If we took all the people that had said something bad, we'd fill the fucking oceans up with people. It's just, it's about whether you get caught or not. It's not about, you know what I'm saying? It's about whether you get caught or not. Like, it's the same thing like me. Like, you know, I look at fucking Alexa Bliss. God damn, I would, she's fucking amazing. Now, in my head, am I saying to myself, God, I want to rape her? Fuck no. Like, no. but that's me. Like, I'm not saying that, but like, I mean, come on. Like, she's beautiful. Like, obviously, like, you know, as a man, like, oh, God, I, I fucking couldn't imagine. But I'm not sitting there thinking to myself, God, I want to rape her. Like, I know I'm not a fucking pig, but like, mind you, I'm not a 19 year old kid who probably didn't even have sex yet. I mean, I could be wrong, but who fucking knows? You know, like, nobody knows what the hell was going on in Sammy Guevara's life at that time. And then, you know, the Joey Ryan thing, you know, I was never a giant fan of his gimmick anyway. <laughs> I always thought it was weird. You know, I, I, I never really f- thought it was, there, there was a place for it in, 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 in le- legitimate companies. You know, you and you and Jim Cornette both. <laughs> yeah, it, it's, you know, you're you must not really want to be successful. And I, I, I don't mean it to bust his balls, but like you you're never going to get tv time where it matters with that it's a gimmick like you weren't going to get tv time with wwe and fucking uh aew it just wasn't going to happen you know they're not going to have 
like Tony Khan, like I'll, I will say this about Tony Khan, and I respect the fuck out of him for being, you know, a younger guy, not his dad, because his dad's obviously very smart when it comes to business. But Tony is definitely shown that he is as well. He's not putting up with shit, and Tony's also one to not deal with anything that's going to jeopardize AEW. He shut down Hulk Hogan before he was even really even thought about whether Hulk Hogan wanted to go to AEW. You know, and whether that's bad or not, you know, Tony's looking at AEW was like, okay, I'm not having anything jeopardize this this brand success, and it sucks because you know Sammy is one of those guys, you know, other than MJF and Jungle Boy, that you know, or Orange Cassidy, that you're looking at. These are the guys that are going to lead this brand in fucking six years, you know, and now you lose Sammy which hopefully not for good, but who fucking knows, you know, that's, that's a bad loss. That's, that's a significant loss for AEW. And it's funny to say this because we always talk about WWE losing guys. That's a significant loss for AEW because Sammy is so vital to so many aspects of the big pieces of AEW that it's hard. Like, can you picture the inner circle without Sammy Guevara? I can't. No. He's not at all. No, he's Jericho's left nut. Like he, you can't. Yeah. Like would the stadium stampede be as good as it was without Sammy? Probably not. Not at all. No. He's a vital piece to that, man. And that's a shitty fucking situation. And like I said, this is the thing about Sammy Guevara's is we know what happened with his. There's no hiding anything yeah. with Sammy. It's all out in the open. Right. Everybody can judge it based upon how you want to judge it. He fucked up. But I don't think it was a fuck up to the point where he needs to lose a job or be suspended. I think I would agree. I think there was a, a, something he could have did to. And I think he did that with Sasha, make it a point to talk to Sasha. You know, he could have also maybe here, here's an idea instead of suspending him. Have him do a public service announcement before AEW. Put him by himself, sitting in a chair in front of a white fucking screen, and saying, "Hey guys, this is Sammy Guevara. You know, I know, I know you watch me on TV. You know, I'm trying to tell you people. I'm trying to tell everyone to listen and understand that you can't say certain things. You know, like just something like that. Just, just make a point to put out that, like, hey, I messed up when I was younger." And I want my, you know, my fans not to do the same, you know, like it, he could do something like that. I think suspended him. It, it sucks because now what happens with inner circle now, you know, is Sammy out of inner circle? Or are they going to face him out? Like, I mean, he wasn't even, he wasn't even discussed on some things tonight. I've noticed like they just threw Santana in, the match against Matt Hardy for Wednesday, and they didn't even say why. It wasn't even like anything like that. It's like, oh, watch Santana battle Matt Hardy, and which face will you know Matt Hardy have on uh, Wednesday? Like, they're phasing him out right now. Like, I guarantee you, could be Chris. Jer- I, don't, I don't think Chris Jericho has even made a comment about anything. I don't. I would be shocked if they mentioned his name on Wednesday at all. Yeah. You know, and even the Jimmy Havoc thing's a big blow too, because now Kip Sabian, that was another one that took a sufferer from this. You know, Sabian was finally getting now you're gonna you're gonna laugh at this, but it's as crazy as it sounds, that's who I think should replace Sammy Guevara right now. 
I think. Chip. Yeah, yeah. I honestly like. I think they need. They're gonna need. To, they're gonna need to replace Sammy because I don't see him being back with the company anytime soon. And I think that's a scenario that can make sense. Put put Kip with. I can see Kip and Jericho being good, but that's a whole other topic for a different day. But um, yeah. yeah, man, it just sucks. The whole thing sucks. You know, Jim hits the fucking nail on the head. You know, he really did. He really did, and that's. Uh... I'm behind in listening to Busted Open, so I haven't heard if uh, what Henry and uh, the weekend guy, uh, Ryan McKittle, said on Saturday about this or what David Bully said uh, this morning, but I'll get to it at some point. And if it's anything worthy, he'll I'll mention it on here. But uh, as far as um, all this other stuff, I mean, I just – I. I don't want to hear anybody else, you know, come out or hear about any any other stuff. I mean, I, obviously, if it's true, then whatever it is, what it is, what it is. But I mean, who 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 does want to actually hear it? You know, not, no nobody would want to hear this stuff. You know, whether you're fans of these people, fans of the business or not, it, it's you don't want to ever hear bad news about our fellow human beings treating our other human beings that way you know and especially for us in this because this is what we do you know this is this is our entertainment this is our escape from the you know daily life of all the bullshit so when that affects you know when, when the everyday life bullshit starts creeping into other aspects of your life it's not good. <laughs> it's not good yeah, at all. Those it sucks, man. Those, those moments of escape, you know, they, they, they dwindle. So, but, um, yeah, hopefully, you know, tomorrow, uh, speaking of good things, uh, hopefully tomorrow at some point, if not tomorrow, the next show, whenever it will be, there we go. Um, we'll be talking about the new Japan cup and that's, that's some good stuff. Um, you know, night three happened, uh, yesterday morning, and then night four is going to be happening this morning. I know um, I watched uh, the one today. I don't think you have yet, but you will <laughs> because it will take that frown of Monday Night Raw right off your face. <laughs> <laughs> and the best part is hardly any promos, and even if there were, they're all in Japanese anyway, so you can't understand them. <laughs> <laughs> but the other best part is it's a whole hour less, so it's even better. <laughs> yeah. Um, but we will talk about that next time, and then of course, yeah, Wednesday is going to be weird, man. AEW, I don't know. I'm gonna, we'll be watching that. We'll be watching NXT, and then, uh, you know, I, I, well, I guess one before we get out of here, the one piece of news: WWE backstage has been canceled by Fox. Um, very, very, I want to say shocking because they probably weren't getting the greatest ratings anyway. Uh, sucks for punk. I don't know what it means for him going forward. Um, I doubt they're ever going to bring the show back other than, you know, one-offs here and there, but I, I believe it was a business decision due to ratings and, uh, you know, I, I mean, it's another t- topic of conversation for another day, but if Fox is willing to cut backstage, you know, SmackDown doesn't start 
picking up them those ratings. I don't know. They might be starting to have buyer's remorse. What do you think? <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't necessarily think they'll. They, they'd sign another contract when the time comes. I don't think they're going to cancel them because of no. You know, the company, them. but I don't see them um, resigning and. Backstage, you know, the concept is cool, but I think what they needed to do for the longest time is it's the same thing with the jump. They have all these all this shit going on. Like they need to bump the bump. Sorry, they need to just have like uh like once a week like sports center type show on the network where that just goes over this week in wrestling and get interviews and all this shit like that. It's just which is basically essentially what backstage is, but they just need to do it on, on the network where the cost is on their own. They could even broadcast it at the performance center. I mean, they could just stay stage it up. So it looks better, obviously, but um, yeah, I think that's, but it, you know, it's a cool concept, but I figured it wasn't going to last last longer than I expected. Yeah. They, they may end up doing that, but if they do, I doubt punk is going to sign. No, no, them to be no. A- just a commentator like he was with Fox, but you never know. I, I doubt it because if it's on the network, it'll be way more filtered and more way more controlled by Ben. So, um, yeah, I don't know. That was so so there probably won't be a backstage uh, tomorrow, I believe, or today rather. I believe it's a they're just gonna run a rerun. So, uh, but I'll I'll check it out just to make sure. And if there is anything worth a note, I'll. Mentioned that along with Raw Talk tomorrow or the next show rather, and then the New Japan Cup, and uh, yeah, then later in the week, like I said, we got Dynamite and NXT, and then uh, Friday Night SmackDown, or maybe it'll be uh, Monday Night Raw Part Two this week. Who knows? <laughs> yeah, probably. But uh, yeah, I, and then you know, obviously, if there's any other breaking news that happens, we'll be here to to talk about it, but. Hopefully, if there is, it's good, positive stuff. I'm tired of hearing about all this negativity, but we'll see where that goes. But uh, other than that, I don't get anything else. Do you? No, that's it. Um, thank you for listening, guys, and uh, we will we will be with you next time, so sooner than later. So, yes, we will talk to you soon. Thank you for listening, as always, and we out. We out. Goodbye, guys. Bye bye. <laughs>